Hello and welcome to Interactive Distractions, episode number 399. One step away. Just one, one show. Just one more show. One more show. My name is Christopher Riccio and I'm here with Travis Baum. Happy to be here. And that's it. Another two-man show. That's what we're doing right now. We like it. It's fun. So that's what we're doing. One-on-one um, one conversations. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't talk as well when I am talking to two or more people. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like I'm I'm having to say things in a different way to split my attention in certain ways. But I was listening back to this show because I was very curious on the opposite end of things how the two-man show sounds since we've been doing this more consistently. And I like it. Like, the conversations are a little bit more personal even though we're talking about something as impersonal as video games. But I don't <laughs> know. I think, it, I think it works. I dig it. Eh, I like it. I think, we, I think it works either way. So I think I think we're just having a good time talking about games. Uh, and that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to talk about some games, and we'll talk about uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up next week, which is E3, and then we'll do some new releases uh, email, and uh, we'll talk about what's happening next week. Uh, but before that, Travis, what's up, dude? Man, it's been a great week. Has it? Just positive vibes, dude. Like I like day, positive I... vibes. Tell me about your positive vibes. And on paper, it wouldn't seem like it's a great week, but like two or three days this week, I stayed extra to like six thirty, seven o'clock, but. It was okay. It was fine because I was getting shit done. I was just hammering it out, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, good. Because it, it, it feels so good. I have always been the type of person to be a massive procrastinator. And then at the last second, crunch time, I just dedicate eight hours to something and I just knock it out. That's always been my way. Even in high school, studying or Yeah, same anything, here. That's always been my, my, my modus operandi. But, but. Wow. The last guy, nice. you like that? You like <laughs> yeah, that? I like that. Nice. I only know that because that was a video game. It was a text a RPG text adventure game that I used to play on AOL uh. <laughs> in, 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 in junior high. Hey, that's okay, man. That's okay. So if anybody remembers that, anyone in their 30s remembers Modus Operandi on, on AOL, uh, I was Daniel Cade. So if you remember me, hey, how you doing? <laughs> it was not a very large community. I think maybe at its peak, 150 people played it. At its peak, and this is like a text... For people who don't realize, like there used to be role playing games that you would play um, just by typing on your keyboard. So, for instance, there is like Chris, you played these, right? Like, uh, actually, no. Okay, so you I start off not. on this level. This is so crazy. This is what my my, my thing is going to be about. I'm not even going to talk about anything else in my. <laughs> okay, so Modus Operandi <laughs> and other games like it, and there were other genres like high fantasy, sci fi stuff, and everything. But this took place in like modern times in this resort island. But what happens is it's a text adventure game. So when you jump into the world, it says you're standing on a port at the edge of a pier. A guy walks up to you, you and it tells you all the exits in the, the, the things you can interact with. So you would have to type go north or yeah. go in, go east, open door, and stuff like that. But then you would start to stumble like, well, sometimes you'll go through, and the next thing you know. And this is the first time anyone's ever experienced this before. And the next thing you know, all of a sudden – a prompt comes up and says, so-and-so has entered has entered the area. That's a real-life person there. That If you just uh, start typing in quotes, that means you're speaking. That person will hear you speak. And it blew my mind. Because <laughs> we've seen chat rooms. We're just introduced to chat rooms. This is cool chatting with people. But actually playing a game with people. And then there's combat in it. So all the combat had to be done by you know typing in prompts. Swing weapon. Swing weapon. Swing weapon. And stuff like that. And then it would roll... The dice based off your statistics because you had like D and D style statistics and everything, and all everything was a numbers based roll. Um, and you can join in groups. You can go and you can sing karaoke. And there was a <laughs> sing emote. There was a sing emote, so you can type sing, and then you would put in quotes the name of a song. And then once you do that, the command line shows up for everybody else that's in the in the room or in the party with you, saying so and so sings the title you put in extremely badly because there was a singing skill. So the more you sang, the better you got over time. So but, so every time you typed in sing, it would actually do a roll? It would, it would do a roll nice. and it would most likely roll you bad. But as you did it more and more, you leveled up in the singing. So some people got to the point where they're like, uh, someone beautifully sang or someone sang so-and-so title expertly like so people that sat there and just type sing whatever sing whatever over and over again and built that stat up it was super super fun this sounds amazing it was amazing <laughs> chris it was amazing i actually have a friend i've never met her in my entire life 
But there is a, a good friend of mine. Her name is Melissa Johnson. She lives in California. We met on this game when I was in junior high. I think she may have been like a couple of years young, a couple of years behind me. Well, definitely she was. I know that for a fact. She was a couple of years behind me. But we grew up together throughout high school, throughout my time in college, her time in college. And in growing up, we still talk to each other to this day. And I met this girl when I was like 13, 14 years old over America online. And to say, we're, still, we're still really, really good friends. We mainly only talk to each other like during birthdays, you know, when Facebook, the Facebook message comes up, but we always give each other gifts. She got me like a $20 Starbucks gift card. Um, she donated to my Kickstarter for my, for my camera gear. Nice. She's just a great friend. And, uh, it, and it was cause of that game. It was so neat. It was, it was <laughs> an amazing game. Um, text Operanda, adventures, bringing people together. I think it still exists. I'm actually going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, Bullshit my way through this conversation right here because I want to type in here and go on Google, and I want to see if this game exists. I think I remember the URL. I think it's a .net, modus operandi .net. It really exists. It is alive <laughs> to this day. You can play this game. I wonder how many people are doing this. So anyway, enough about the nostalgia what about you, man? What's going on? Uh, it's pretty awesome that it still exists. Uh, but, oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, today, we restarted the GMIT Bowling League. So, that's a thing. Um, Fun did times. pretty good on my, did pretty good on my first, first night. Uh, bowled like a 150 something on my first game and then like a 183 or something on my, my last game. And then there was like a 226 there in the middle, which was kind of awesome. So, uh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Papa still has it. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> um but uh but yeah, we we uh a little different from last year. We have uh we only have eight teams this this time around, but it's it's eight it seems like it's gonna be eight good teams. And last year we had twelve, but they didn't like a lot of times they wouldn't show up and they always wanted a pre bowl or post bowl and it's like, Oh my god, just fucking come and bowl. That's what the whole thing's about. Um so I would rather have eight good teams than twelve you know, mediocre teams any day. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's working out this way. But, uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. Uh, finished up around eight o'clock and got home a little bit, a little bit later than I expected, but, uh, got some time with the wife and, uh, here we are talking about games. It's very sweet. So that's what we should do. We should talk about games. We should talk about games. There are games to talk about. Yeah, kind of. I've got one. So what's <laughs> on your plate though? Uh, I, I, uh, solved the, the Witcher three riddle. Mm. That's done. It was the nice. DLC? It was good. Yeah, the DLC was nice. Cool, uh, I enjoyed cool. it. Right. Um, the 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 main storyline was fantastic. Um, on par with uh, a lot of the uh, best from Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. And I'm talking about the Bloody oh, Baron good. quests that I really hold in high regard. Um, there's a, a couple of characters. One that is recurring from the Witcher books, and one that's brand new. That really just you know, rival the greatness that, you know, CD Project Bread made with the Bloody Baron and continued on with Yennefer and Triss and everything and all those other great characters. So, um, yeah, it was exemplary work from the team over at CD Project Red, man. It, no it, big it surprise was, there. I mean, they, they're yeah. always putting out high quality stuff anyway, right? So, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, I think that game's a masterpiece. I really do. I, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, there's bitching out there about it being a little too dense or anything like that, but I, you know what? The game is dense, yeah, but we need games like this. We need to show that games have the ability to tell a story like this. There's so much more work goes into it, so much tender loving care. It's, uh, I really appreciate what they did, and I don't say that about video games a lot. Like, I really appreciate experiencing this, and I, I really do. Like, it's, um, it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's a feeling that kind of transcends video games. Um, you know, it's it's a feeling that I've rarely gotten in books uh, that I get a little bit more frequently in movies than anything. Um, so it's rare when a game really grabs me like that. And it, and it, and it was a, a phenomenal finish. And last week I was kind of, you know, curious about whether or not this is going to end up being more of an epilogue to the series itself or more of just, uh, you know, this is just... Uh, the end of another story for Geralt. And it's kind of a mishmash of both, and I'm okay with that. I said last week I was okay either way um, because it's it's quality from start to finish. 
Um, and uh, so they, they give you a little bit of both. They give you that epilogue and then they give you that, you know, hey, more stuff could happen. Who knows? And if you were to ask me whether or not CD Projekt Red is truly done with The Witcher, no way. Absolutely not. It may be with another character, maybe, but I just don't see playing the Witcher was series there, without Geralt. I, was I just, there talk about them being done? Uh, I mean, they've adamantly said this is their, you know, this is Geralt's final bow, basically. Um, hmm. That they don't have any, you know, there's there's really no more story to tell for them right now. Um but but we'll see. I, I highly doubt that it's as bleak of an opportunity as as they kind of said it is in past interviews and whatnot. But uh, we'll see another Witcher, I'm pretty sure. But obviously, all of their focus is going to be on Cyberpunk for you know the foreseeable future. Whether or not they jump into Witcher after that, if Cyber if Cyberpunk is massively massively successful. It may be a long time before we see another Witcher, but we will yeah. see another Witcher. May take like Cyberpunk you know, seems like a pretty cool idea, so I'm hoping that comes. It turns does, but we don't really, really know what it is. That, well, yes, but I mean, right. I I'm assuming it's going to be along the lines of The Witcher. I That's would my current expectation. I and everyone would hope so, but we have nothing to go on. That's true. Maybe we'll get something at E3 next this next week. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I think that oh, game. Come on! I think, think that game is way far off. Oh, I do too. I think two it's more years, really far off. at least two more years. Yeah, next E three most likely, but yeah, not this year. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I can't speak high enough about it, and it's really all I've all I've jumped into. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I tried out NBA 2K16 uh, because it's free on PS Plus as of this past Tuesday. Okay. Um, it's it's basketball game, and I I rarely play basketball games, so it's it's very similar to someone trying to go into Madden. Even if they're a fan of football, you understand the game, but the mechanics of controlling so many different options you have, uh, it's 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 really difficult. Any sport game is a has a very very steep learning curve at the beginning, yeah. and I don't think I like basketball, but I don't think. The amount I love basketball or like basketball would push me forward to really learn the controls of that game. Gotcha. I just—it's too much to learn to be to, to be good at it. And you know, when I play sports games, I like a good mode where you play as one character and you kind of just move this character towards, you know. Yeah, try to get them, you know, into the Hall of Fame or just have a really an, a, amazing career. And I enjoy that instead of playing as, you know, the entire team. There's just something about that kind of mode where you just play one player. I like that. It adds a, a sense of role playing to sports games, and I appreciate that. Um, but uh, but 2K16 does something interesting. So there's a full blown story mode in in the game. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. Yeah, so the full blown story mode. And you create a character and you jump into it and it tells the story of this guy. And it's, it's really neat because it starts you out in high school. So when you're playing these games, you're playing these games in a high school gym, which is really cool. You, you, you don't expect that from an NBA 2K game. Uh, and then you work your way up, you know, after your first few games with, um, uh, in high school, you get college recruits, uh, come to you and you get cutscenes with the recruits talking to you. Uh, and then you can pick what college you want to go to. And I didn't get this far, but I'm assuming you play like highlight games throughout the course of four years. Maybe not much because I'm pretty sure the game wants you to get to the NBA pretty quick. Um, so you work your way through the NBA and based on how you play, it depends on how you get drafted, you know, by a professional team. And, um, it goes on from there. And in between each game you play, there's, you know, actual drawn out you know, choreographed and scripted and voiced cutscenes with your character as the main, as the, as the main player in here. Um, and it's very, very cheesy. And it's directed by Spike Lee as well, but it's very, very, very cheesy. Um, right. And I, that's everything I've heard about it is that it's, it's cheese. As so. a, as a white guy, I can't <laughs> say, I can't say that I can, um, understand black culture as a white guy. I can kind of see it, but I can't understand it because I've never lived it. 
But I kind of understand that the way the guys act in this game is not how people act in real life. (laughs) They did, and and it's because of the acting. The acting's not all that great because the actors in the very beginning they give you a cutscene that shows the actors sitting on prop couches and acting out scenes and the you know fuzzy in in the uh, spandex ball suits. And they have the cameras on their faces <laughs> that are connected to like a harness on their back and everything. And so they're acting the facial animations and they're acting out the movements and doing the uh, the voice acting all in the same time. Very similar to what we see in you know uh, Naughty Dog do it the the Last of Us and in Uncharted. So it's very similar there. But the graphics and then the animations nowhere near as good. Right. Um, but it's okay. just cheesy. Like they didn't get very very accomplished actors or actresses to do this job. So it, it doesn't come off as as uh, technically spectacular even though i know this game came out many many months ago but it's just um i don't know i I appreciate them doing that because that kind of stuff is fun to me in a sports game but me not being a huge fan of basketball and then just kind of thinking it's it's, the story mode's a little hokey it just kind of drew me out i played like four games and i was like "Eh," and i don't maybe this would be more fun if i knew how to play the fucking game but I don't. <laughs> so I, I, del- I deleted that from my hard drive rather quickly. Fair enough. Um, and I haven't jumped on Gone Home yet, but Gone Home is on my list. I'll prob- probably talk about that a tiny bit. If, if we even do distractions next week, I'm not even sure. It's going to yeah, be a hefty yes. conversation. We might not, we might even skip that. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. So mainly The Witcher. That's it. All right. Cool. Uh, so from my end, I don't have a lot to report. Um, I talked a little bit about uh, Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest last week, and still playing that. Uh, it's pretty fun if you like Puzzle Quest. There you go. Um, that's really all there is to say about that. But uh, the big game this week for me was Odin Sphere. Uh, so the new PS4 version came out, and I picked that up immediately. I uh, got the, the Storybook Edition, so a uh, really, really nice package. Uh, had a... Uh, pretty high quality box. And then inside there was a t-shirt and there's like, instead of like a metal case, they, they send like a regular, um, case, but it comes in a metal tin that you can slide mm. it into a metal tin. So that was I a little different. That. And, uh, <laughs> there was, a um, a hardback, a really high quality hardback art book, uh, that came with it as well. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, the game is, Fantastic. I mean, it's, the game was already good. Uh, but the biggest problem is, you know, that everybody had, you know, the inventory system is, you know, kind of messed up, needs some work. Um, and, uh, they did a lot of work there, I think. Uh, and, and I'll be straight up with you. I I don't really remember a lot of how the inventory worked. I just remember it was cumbersome and I felt like I was checking it like after every single encounter. Um, and I have not felt that since, since I got this new version. Uh, it basically with the inventory system, what they do is the, you, you start off hold, being able to hold like 32 items. And that's just, uh, there, there's actually like, there's an item bag and there holds 32 items. Then there's a, there's like a basket and the basket is for, uh, like ingredients for potions. Like if you want to do potion alchemy and that kind of thing. And then there's another, uh, you know, container that holds seeds. So they've, they've separated it out and given you more inventory space, uh, right from the bat. Um, where I'm at right now, uh, I've already got a bag that holds 45 items and then there's the basket and the seeds and then like all the, and there's like two or three other, uh, uh, outside of the bags, there's like two or three other items that hold things for you. Uh, so the inventory issue is relatively fixed relatively fixed. Yes. Uh, I mean, you do have to, you do have to manage cause you pick up a lot of items. Uh, so you do have to manage, but it's, it's easy to do because there's a, there's a, uh, a shop at like every rest screen. So every, like, you know, how, have you played Odin Sphere before? I have not played that one. Okay. Have you played Moromasa? I did play Moromasa. Yes. Okay. So you remember when Moromasa were, where you were kind of like going from screen to screen and different parts of the screen. Like if you, if you, if you exited from the top, it might go to a different map, a different part of the map than if you exited from the bottom of the screen. Does that right. make sense? You remember? Yeah. So the, it's very similar. Um, so they have rest screens and pretty much every rest screen has not only a, uh, a way to fast travel back to any other rest screen, but they all have 
shop owners. So you just go up to a shop, one of the shop guy, uh, one of the uh, salespeople, and sell any additional stuff you have. So they they make it pretty much non uh, a non issue at this point. Um, so that's gone. So the, the, you know, if if you if you were like me, and I tried to play Odin Sphere like two or three times. If, and I, both times I literally got less than two hours into the game and just couldn't do it anymore because the, the, the inventory was too cumbersome. That is gone. I am already, I'm, I'm, I'm about five or six hours into the game and I'm like, right now I'm like, let's get the show over with because I want to go play Odin Sphere. Um, so that is out the door. The other thing that they worked on was the combat system and the combat is very much like Muramasa now. Uh, and I say very much, it is exactly like Muramasa. They basically Muramasaized the combat. Uh, so it's all, you know, one button and it ba- it's basically the direction you're, uh, like uh, every, every direction that you push on the controller, uh, is a different move and there's different combos based on whether or not you hold the button. And, uh, so, uh, it's, it, it gets, rel- it can get relatively complex, but you don't have to make it that way. Uh, you get a ton of different kinds of moves, um, and you can map moves to the circle button. And just like the, the regular moves, you, you can use circle with any direction on the control pad and it'll do a different move. So you can map like five different or four different moves because it's only forward. There's not really a backwards and circle. Uh, but you know, the, the combo system is fantastic. From the game perspective, it is the game that you remember, Odin Sphere with it seems like there's more frames of animation i am not going to say that because i would have to go back and look but i will say that there is uh like the ps2 version there was a lot of issues with frame rate there are no issues with frame rate god, everything is moving PS2 so game. it was a ps2 game god i but just everything forgot about is that. I'm so just, smooth it yeah, is i'm just thinking that this is a yeah. title that you know obviously it's a hd remake so we this is truly a remaster this is truly yeah. a remaster this but, is the kind of thing that i expect out of a remaster not only are you going back and you're getting a beloved game that everybody you know uh appreciated for for what it was sure. but you're making the improvements that need to be to, that need to be made so Modernize the inventory it and exactly cuz i mean cuz gameplay <clears throat> i mean even though one of the things that impressed me so much um, with Rogue Galaxy, going back and playing it, and that game's not a remaster whatsoever. It was just certified to be on the PlayStation Network with trophies, and that's it. Yep. Like, it's it's the PS2 game like you remember. And what impressed me so much about it was how modern that game felt. Yeah. I that mean, was a very unique game that was well-designed and still holds up. Even graphically, I would say it holds up because it had a lot of it's style. Cel- it, well, it's, it's cell shaded as well. Anything yeah. cell shaded usually yeah, holds up pretty holds well. up pretty well. Pretty well, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the the um, just just the amount of just the amount of, of of care that they put into this package, I I highly highly suggest it. I mean, straight up right now, this may be on my game of the year list as a remaster. And I, I have yet to put any remaster on my, well, maybe I, I did. I don't know, but it's great. It's fucking great. I highly suggest to anybody who, even if you like, even if you've never played, uh, Odin Sphere, if you liked Muramasa, you will like this game. It's the same company, uh, same combat system, and they, they just did a fantastic job. So, um, that is Odin Sphere. It is great. It's a masterpiece. I love I've it. heard good things. Nothing but I good things. It. Dude, it's aside it's getting, from the performance issues on the PS2 and the uh, inventory system. Aside yeah. from those two things, those, those are the two things. things. Yeah, those are the two things that always that that always stopped me from continuing in the game. They are 100% gone, and it is great. Uh, the only thing you really have to deal with is the voice acting. So, it's but bad. again, I don't it think was they, bad Miramasa. It, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it, it's worse than Miramasa. Let's be honest. <laughs> But uh, it's still just so good. It's so good. So, but yeah, that's it for me. So, all right, moving on. Moving on. Let's uh, let's talk some E three a little bit. Let's do it. Let's bring up some things. What so, do we got going on next week? Yeah. So obviously, with this, <sighs> okay. So with our new format, we're just bringing everybody that's on the show brings up a topic to the table. 
So it could be a news item. It could just be something randomly you feel like talking about. Either or. But for this, I think we should, I mean, I'm pretty sure we each have like a couple of big things to say instead of just bringing one thing to the table. Yeah, I just wanted to talk E3 in general. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's do that. I'm actually gonna pull me up a cheat sheet while you while you begin, because <laughs> I'm not gonna remember everything that I'd want to talk about. Well, I mean, I, I, I the the one thing that I would that I'm really looking forward to is um, seeing. I want to see more about Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, I, it's you know we've gotten we got a little taste uh, not too long ago with a new trailer and some new information about uh, about the main character. Uh, we got a release date, uh, so that was exciting. Uh, but, but, you know, I just, I, I just cannot get enough of this game. I really want to see more. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, how different the setting is because, you know, we've, we've all seen post-apocalyptic games, but we've never seen like a post-post-apocalyptic game outside. Well, no, that's not true because we saw, shoot, what was the one with monkey, uh, and that was enslaved. Enslaved. Yeah. So that one, that one counts. But, uh, but yeah, That's I mean, this fun game, by the it way. It is too. a great game. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a setting that hasn't been visited often. Uh, and, and I'm just, I love it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Right. Uh, probably my most anticipated game at this point. Sure. Uh, and especially because it just looks like it's interesting. I want to see more gameplay. I want to see more actual gameplay with people, with someone playing it. Um, that's, that's what I'm really interested in. I'm trying to think about some things. Um, uh, so one of the main thing, probably the thing I'm, I'm excited about the most. So obviously Final Fantasy is going to be a big deal toward the tail end of this year. They've shown so much of it. We've seen a lot of it at PSX. We've seen a lot of it at other E3s. Um, we've had two demos. So there's a lot of information out there about Final Fantasy. I think Final Fantasy... I would not be surprised to see Final Fantasy take a step back from the big stage since they've shown so much and then had that huge press conference. I think that huge press conference was their E3 statement. All because hmm. I mean they had something like 17 or 18 exclusive announcements. Obviously a lot was leaked beforehand, but they still, you know, there's the Final Fantasy 15 movie that's going to come out. So they they announced a lot of things and I think they announced enough to where they don't have to do it. But what excites me about them, the possibility of them not being on a stage, it's fucking Atlas's turn to get on the big fucking show. <laughs> Atlas has, it seems like they have so much coming out and they get no attention for it. And now that we have like an actual release window, uh, for Persona for the US. Well, I we mean, have the date for the, the date. US. That's true. We have it the date. Valentine's Day. And, and it's going to, it's a, it's the perfect time for them. You know, they just announced the date. They haven't really shown off a ton about it for American media. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be a fantastic time to, to start, uh, pushing Atlas. Yeah. I, I think, I think Atlas takes the stage for, uh, if I have, I mean, aside, I mean, yeah, have they taken a stage? Like, have they gone on stage? And someone from Atlas spoken about like Dark Souls or Bloodborne? I don't recall that. I remember trailers, yeah. I remember Sony executives, yeah, announcing these games. I don't ever recall Atlas. They have, they, they've had to have been on the stage. But it was always for a game that was not like a top tier game of the year contender, must have title like Persona can be. And I'm so excited that, uh, just the idea that you know what, even though Final Final Fantasy is going to be out in like five months, we're gonna we're gonna put the spotlight on them. And I wouldn't also be surprised, and I would love to see this because there are some really really great, P- uh, well, just Sony in general, and obviously we're kind of focusing a lot on Sony right now. Um, but there's a lot to talk about on the Xbox side. Um, but I think Sony can ha- be put in a position where they can just have like 20, 25 minutes dedicated straight up to RPGs. You know, I would be okay if they talked about Final Fantasy a little bit more, but you know, put, uh, put Persona on, on the big stage. Yeah. Show I agree. Some of that- it's especially with how much leverage, uh, Persona's gotten in the past few years, especially sure. with, uh, Persona 4 Golden was a huge hit. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, they, they, they're getting the, they need to get the recognition that, uh, that I think I think they deserve it more than Square does at this point. So I don't know. I honestly don't know why 
we, I mean, I, uh, that's the thing. And, and I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I don't care about Final Fantasy anymore. I tried that demo. It was not impressive to me. I have not liked one since nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am just, I am, I am not excited about it at all. Now, could it turn out to be good? I hope it is because I would love to get back into it. But, you know, I was just very turned off of 13 and, and I would rather see someone else take the main stage on the Japanese RPG front. Yeah, but but there's a lot of opportunity out there. That's what I'm saying. I would love to see them take 20, 25 minutes solely dedicated to JRPGs. I think it would be amazing. I think it would be a part of the conference that'll be talked out talked about for weeks if they just focus on JRPGs. Because look, we also have I Am Setsuna coming out for uh, PlayStation Four, and and that's this year. Hmm. I think summer maybe summer or fall. But that's going to be a big one, too. And that's one that's getting kind of paralleled with Chrono Trigger a little bit. And you know that's speaking my fucking language. And even Vita's getting like one or two other, uh, you know, really, really big RPGs that people are excited about. And that's coming this year. So I would be remiss if they didn't just focus, like, you know, somewhere between 50, I mean, sorry, 15 and 25 minutes, somewhere in between there, and just talk about JRPGs. It would be one of the most highly talked about moments for weeks to come post E3. I to be fair, be though, niche. it would be pretty niche, I think. So. I I don't know, dude. Okay, hear me out, though. I, 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 I would disagree with that because of the fact that we know for a fact, statistics are out there, we see it year by year, the average age of a gamer increases every single year because games are really, really beloved by a specific generation, which would be technically our two generations. We're kind of technically in the same generation almost. Technically, yeah. We're, we're kind of on the cusp. So our generation, real, I mean, we grew up with JRPGs. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are not going to like them just by nature, but we grew up with that. And as that age rises, there's always going to be that demand, that want for more great JRPGs. And when you look at... I'm with you. My expectations are in check about Final Fantasy. All right. But 15's coming out regardless. All right. There's a little bit of hype inside of me because of it. Because I want them to succeed. We've talked about this before. When Final Fantasy succeeds, JRPGs succeed. I'm rooting for fucking Square to knock a home run out of the park. I want them to because it's good for everyone. Not yeah, only do we I get a great that. Final Fantasy, we get a great future of JRPGs. So. Yeah. And and if that succeeds with the slate of JRPGs that are coming to the PlayStation 4 and the Vita is huge. It's humongous. So I think if this comes out, I mean, everybody who's a JRPG fan should be rooting the fuck out of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is going to make or break the entire genre. Hands down. Everybody's going to love Persona. Just to be clear, I don't want Final Fantasy to fail. Oh, for sure. I haven't really been into it in a while, and I want it to be good because I want to get back into it. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I and I beat thirteen. I say that as I beat thirteen, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. so uh, I still never beat thirteen. That was like the last Final Fantasy I haven't beat since like the NES days. Oh, no, when they started putting out the uh, the PlayStation One anthologies, and they had like some of those like uh, like Final Fantasy Five. Like that one, like I never beat those. Like five was probably the latest since thirteen. The last one I never beat was five. So that goes to show like how great that series has been for many, many, many years. But how bad thirteen was. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, 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 I still to this day think it's one of the worst games ever made. I fucking hate that game with a passion. And that's I, the thing. I, it was, it was, it was a really, really great. Uh, in, in my opinion, this is it was a really great combat system. Wrapped. I don't in even a- think that. See, I, I do. I think, I think when it was at its best, when you had three characters in your party, it was really fun. And it was a really good combat system that was wrapped in a very mediocre or possibly below average game. So. It was horrible. <laughs> Start to finish. That shit was terrible. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, th- I think this could be a huge opportunity for, for role playing games. Absolutely. Um, um, so I want to throw one more thing out there. Sure. Uh, I, did you back Bloodstained? I did not. Okay. So Bloodstained is going to be at E3. Uh, it's going to be in the Microsoft booth because it's, they only have a Windows version ready. 
so they're going to have a playable demo. Uh, and that playable demo will be available to backers that back $60 or more. Um, so this is exciting to me. And, I, and I'm not sure what this demo is going to be. They showed a video of about 45 seconds of, of footage. And it was just basically uh, Miriam running around. Like, she didn't do anything. There was no combat, no enemies, no nothing. Uh, so I'm hoping it's not that. But, you know, I, I, I'm I looking forward to seeing what they show. Because what they've showed so far looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Especially considering, in reality, it's only been about a year since they've been working on it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, uh, so if you are a backer of Bloodstained... You might be getting a demo soon. Enjoy that. I, I do want to hear how you dig that because I know that's very near and dear to your heart. Quite. Quite a bit. Um, so obviously we know that Project Morpheus is going to have, you know, PlayStation VR is going to have a presence on the uh, on, on the Sony on the Sony conference. But of course, I mean, do we see any traction from Microsoft in the VR space? Um, I think you'll see something at their press press conference. Where they bring out who did they say they're dealing with? They're going to deal with. Uh, are they I'm dealing sure. with Oculus? Maybe. I, it's it's one of the that two. Would be it's like they, they're an amazing partnership. That would be yeah. a home run for Microsoft. Just yeah. don't worry they're, about building tech. Yeah, they're just yeah. partnering up with someone, and I don't remember which one it is, but they're they're they are partnering part partnering. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Partnering. Uh, partnering. Thank you. <laughs> that was a difficult word to say for some reason. Sure. <laughs> But, uh, they are all, they are doing that and it's going to, I would, I would not be surprised if at their press conference, uh, they brought them out and they actually like formally announced it and, and, and did a little event. So I, I have a feeling we'll see that. Uh, okay. So I don't even want to talk about the new console announcements. I'm just going to be better the entire time. We've talked about it ad nauseum. We're not fans. (laughs) Just skip that part of the conference. <laughs> I'll go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know. But we do know that there is uh, not only uh, going to be talk about the new Destiny expansion, but uh, there's a rumor that we might hear about Destiny 2, which is going to come next year. Um, so that would be cool. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we may get like a as much like a thirty second teaser trailer, if that. Sure. I, mean, they're, I don't expect much more than that. They're coming off the heels of today. We're court, we're recording on Thursday, so today's big reveal of you know all the iron, you know uh, the the new expansion, uh, Rise of Iron, yeah, Rise, of, Rise iron. of Iron, which looks phenomenal. Chris, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I hey, this is see that's the thing. It's like the last the last uh, announcement they had. I wasn't very excited. This one I am. Uh, new strikes, new raid, Galahorn, uh, baby. Ga- Galley's coming back. They're gonna have oh. uh, new enemies with new uh, attack patterns. Um, so that's exciting. Like not not facing the same uh, the same enemies. And and to be fair, the taken were uh, different attack patterns, but they were still the same models. These are different models. Uh, they're basically uh, uh, the fallen who have been technic- technologically infused uh, and mutated. So it's going to be interesting to see how they how they they tackle all that. And they showed off the big bad, and they showed off like this ginormous mech like creature that you have to fight, uh, which might be the boss of the raid. Who knows? Uh, but uh, but yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, it looks like about, uh, it looks like maybe not quite the level of content that the Taken King had, but close to it. Um, and 30 bucks, 30 bucks is not bad. Yeah. 30 bucks, uh, 30 bucks is pricey though, man. God, that's pricey. If it's, if it's the amount of content that the Taken King had, I don't think it's that bad. Taken King was 40, remember? Yeah, that's true. So that's true. And uh, their other crappy two expansions were 20 each. So <laughs> if they're finding like a happy medium, I'm good with that. Sure. Why not? As long as we get a raid. I'm good yeah, with that. we are getting a raid and it's going to be a fallen raid. We haven't, <clears throat> haven't gotten one yet. So very true. It's good stuff. Uh, let's see here. Trying to think of what else there is that could be to talk about. So the only, the only other thing that's going to be interesting to see and, you know, Nintendo's already come out and said they're not doing anything with the NX. Uh, but they are going to probably show off Zelda. So I'm interested in seeing that. Um, I just, I want to, I, I just hope that they're not going to like 
use some stupid gimmick on the gamepad and actually just, you know, make the gamepad for something useful like managing your inventory and that kind of thing. I just think, I think that they're trying to go too, they're trying to force, uh, the gamepad too much. And I just, I just want to play Zelda. You know, it's like, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I got out. an idea. Um, make it a more interesting story and add voice and it'll be a better game by far. <laughs> it's the only fucking 3D action adventure game you'll find in the world that doesn't have fucking voice acting. It's piss poor. Just fucking do it. <laughs> Zelda's boring now, ladies and gentlemen. I got news for you. Zelda's boring as shit. And if you still like Zelda to this day, I'm sorry, you're lying to yourself. This shit's boring. Uh, it's boring. I liked. I thought Twilight Princess was good, and the the 3DS one was really, really, really good. But the 3DS one is fine because it was a top-down yeah. it was a it was an old school zelda game it was old school yeah <laughs> no it was a zelda game <laughs> it was the way zelda was supposed to be top down yeah i can't cool. argue with that yeah i can't man, argue with just, that yeah we've had this conversation before yeah. but um i don't know i just now that the nx we know is there's there's going to be zero presence like that's how i root for for nintendo we know that their first party games or you know, we know Mario's going to be good. We we know that th- there's going to be some quality titles out there. We know that. It's Nintendo. They make good video games aside from Zelda now. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> but Zelda sucks, dude. It's horrible. Um but I'm just saying what everybody wants to say but just doesn't say it. Like I, just... I think some Zeldas suck. That's for sure. Yeah, they all suck. Anyway, I think um, Skyward Sword sucked. That's just me. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> I literally, literally fell asleep playing that game. <laughs> I am not joking. I've never done that before, ever. <laughs> I literally fell asleep playing that. And when I woke up the next day, I said, well, I'm not playing this anymore. And I stopped playing it. <laughs> if a game literally puts me to sleep, and I wasn't that tired. I think it was like 1030 at night. I was done. I was like, no, this isn't for me. Yeah. For sure. Um... Do we, I mean, do we get any games that have never been announced? Like, we have a feeling they're in development, but it's never been announced that's going to blow the lid off. Do we have any right now? It, You know, coming in the press conference between Microsoft and between Sony. I mean, do they announce a title? I, I'm, sh- it, I'm sure they will, but I don't have any idea what it will be. You know, I think... Uh, unfortunately for Sony, I don't think that they have what it takes to top what they did last year, you know, with all the surprises they brought out. But you don't think? No, I, I don't, I don't think they can. I don't think there's enough. Uh, they've, they have already, they've already blown their load, man. They're done. It's like they've already showed you everything that's coming for the next three years because I mean, you know, we, like half that shit ain't coming out until like 2018. We do 2018. have God of War. We have concept art. We know this exists. In more of that Norse mythology style yeah. for this go around. I mean, I, I I just think that they're gonna make it the same old God of War. It's like it's time to evolve. Oh, it'll that it'll, game. it'll totally be you know just some you know mash them up, quick time heavy, awesome adventure. And that's okay. I'm okay with more God of War, but on a prettier system, I'm okay with that. I can accept that. What was Uncharted? It was more Uncharted, but it was much much prettier, and we loved it. So yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, do they announce Last of Us two? That's a great question. That would be uh that would be a pretty big announcement. That would be a huge announcement right yeah. off the right off the heels. Oh, I'm, I'm going to call but, it right here. Knack two, it's coming. Now that we think about it, though, about Uncharted, sticking with this for a second, when Uncharted three came out, Last of Us two had that teaser trailer like. Less than a month after it at E3. Last of Us 2? Just Last of Us. Last of Us 1, I'm sorry. Okay. Last of Us 1 was mentioned and announced right then and there. Yeah, I mean, they might. It's been, what, a month and a half since Uncharted? Mm, No. It was end of, wait. No, yeah, it was uh, beginning of May. So, yeah, almost, it was about a month. About a month. I don't think it's outside of the realm of reality that we see. Yeah, we know it's, you know they're working on it, right? Yeah. So we already would, know that uh we already know that Andromeda is not coming out this year. It's going to be next year, but mm-hmm. I would I would I would definitely expect to see more of that this year. 
Um, trying to think. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm starting to reach, but I do kind of want to talk about this. Resident Evil. Yeah. Cap, Capcom's made some hefty claims about Resident Evil. Capcom is good at hefty claims. They are. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Okay, anyway. Um, I think... I think we see a new Resident Evil. They've been building up Resident Evil for the past year, year and a half with the Revelation sequels, and now we're getting all of these remakes. They've mentioned in earnings calls and in interviews that we will see something of Resident Evil very, very soon. I mean, is that E3? Do we see a new Resident Evil? Do we see that? Do we see them trying to revitalize the the game? And when I, I, I don't, say I don't re- know, uh, yeah, I I just they they bring one out like every other year. I really don't think it's that big of a surprise if they do. I mean, like a brand new. I mean, because we've been seeing handheld games in remakes nonstop. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think a new game is in. Do a we see tier. part seven? Maybe. Uh, does anybody care? I mean, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I think we I think we see it I think we see something with Resident Evil and I would be shocked if it wasn't a VR game. And that maybe not a sole VR game, but VR capable. Because we do know that these developers are making non first person VR games. I don't think it's outside the realm of reality that we get a some sort of VR features with Resident Evil. Hmm. I think I think we see that for sure. And bring back the fucking loading screens with the doors opening, goddammit. <laughs> limited saves, limited ammo, opening doors during the loading screens. That's fucking Resident Evil. You remember that first time? You played Resident yeah. Evil too, right? Yeah, well, just one. Freaking one did it. I mean, where you, where you open it, where, where every time well, you walked one, up to yeah, a door, it opened the door. But Resident Evil 2 sneaky ass, and like the first third of the game, there's one goddamn door. One door in the entire game where you open it up and there are zombies behind it in the loading screen. <laughs> <laughs> and it scares the shit out of you. They literally only did it once between every single Resident Evil game, one time, and it scared the shit out of me. And, I haven't done it recently, but the times that I've gone back in Resident Evil to go play it, every time I get to Resident Evil 2, I'm like, is this the door? Is this the door? Is this the door? <laughs> and then I forget about it, and all of a sudden, bam, scares the shit out of me every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. And I love them for that. Games don't do that shit very much anymore. I love that about it. So I want to see some really good stuff. Bring us back to the fucking roots. Quit this co-op bullshit. No one wants to play Resident <laughs> Evil with a friend. Fire us up with a old school fucking Resident Evil game, dude. Like fucking just rip us. That would be if great. They, if they made Resident Evil more like what the first one was, oh. then I would probably play it. Oh. I would probably play it. Man, it'll be good. There's so much potential in this E3. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff that's out there, man. Um I know we're talking a lot about Sony exclusives, um, so we'd get a lot of shit from Jeff about this, but uh Detroit, I think, is Did we? Um, well, Jeff always gives a shit about talking too much about P- PlayStation. Um, I think the, the, the Quantic Dream, the new Quantic Dream game, Detroit, I think we see something big about that. Um, and I, I was not. kind of gathering predictions for this episode. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but I, once I realized that we weren't doing an actual prediction show for E3, I kind of just, stopped halfway through but no, my number one thing was there was going to be my my big kind of it's it's halfway a reach halfway not but there's going to be one first party exclusive sony game that gets that doesn't that doesn't currently have a release date or release window that will get a 2016 street date and i think detroit is going to be that game I just what what other exclusives do they have to give out to to to, to show up? Well, we know God of War has a high likelihood of being announced. I think there's a very high likelihood of that. Yeah, let I'll me rephrase you, that. I, I, Sony's batshit crazy if they do <laughs> they not a God of War. announce God of War this E3. I just don't understand. 
Like my only other excuse, my, my only other thought on this on this on this subject about God of War that would only be like I said an excuse for for Sony would be maybe they're waiting for like midway in the PlayStation 4 life cycle where they can say okay, look we've been out for three four years but we still have games that come out. Here's God of War now. Like maybe space it out, but I can understand that business move. But this console is coming on three years, and there's no fucking God of War on a PlayStation console. Like, where is it at? Like, I'm 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 baffled. I'm completely baffled. I feel I, better that we have the concept art though, because we you know, know it's being made. You know, we haven't talked about that. I think might happen. Ooh, what are we what are we talking about? Uh, we haven't talked about a new Elder Scrolls. It's about. I would be surprised. Won't be surprised. It's about time. But, I don't know. See, Bethesda. You know, I'm pissed at Bethesda. You know what? Yeah, I want a new. I, I want a new Elder Scrolls, but fuck, fuck Bethesda. <laughs> you fuck them. <laughs> they yeah, got after, shit to prove now. I'm sorry. <laughs> They've got shit to fucking prove now. I, I'm so bitter about Far Harbor running. I think. Crap. I, I, I tell you what. I think that they got a lot more crap about Fallout Four and the DLC. Uh, packages than they did for any other game in their past. Uh, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's no, thing. It, 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 they've got, they've received a pass. Bethesda gets the Bethesda pass. Right. Every and I game think that they that's fucking less, release. That was less in the Fallout 4 and especially the expansions. I agree. I agree. Cause it's, it's, it's grading people completely thin. Like, uh, our, I don't know. They just need to get their shit together, man. I agree. I, I'm sick and tired of glitchy ass fucking games and then people <laughs> being like, well, it's a Bethesda yeah. game. What do you expect? Yeah, no, yeah. man. There are other open world. Look at The Witcher. If The Witcher, That's right. The Witcher, the Witcher has, set a new bar. The Witcher, the Witcher set a new does bar. have bugs, though. I mean, there are bugs in that game. Yeah, but fine. not even close to what you get in, in Skyrim. Man. My, my performance of my game does not suffer in The Witcher. Yeah. You're going to find little bugs in an open world game. You're going to find it. But, I mean, look at – actually, I'm wrong. Look at Grand Theft Auto V. I've never received a really significant bug in Grand Theft Auto V, and that game is fucking massive. <laughs> I've never had, like, a really, yeah, really bad bug. A little bit of clipping here and there, but nothing where I was like, okay, this – But the, the, the Bethesda defenders will say that, you know, those games, you don't get the opportunity to interact with everything. Um my response to that was I would rather have a non-buggy game than interact with everything. So, you know, take that how you will. It, it would take something away from the game, but I would I, – I seriously just think they just need to clean it up. So. Yeah, I just um, – I mean, I like their gameplay. Their gameplay's fine. They don't need to, like, start from scratch or anything, but yeah, just and, – And I've been a big defender of Bethesda, too, because I'm in the industry sure. and I understand, you know, how long it would take to QA something like that, but – you know, now it's just it's it's actually getting to the point where it seems like it's getting worse. I mean, don't don't make it worse. You should be making it better each release. I mean, it's it's, it's just I don't know. They need to get this yeah shit because together. I mean you you've been probably the largest proponent of the Fallout series. Period on, on this, this podcast. on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, it, when you first started playing Fallout Four, it was. Your eyes were sparkling, you know, the, the Fallout fanboy was enjoying your time, but sure, it just sure. seems that it dropped off the map really quickly for you. Well, I finished the game and, and I really, that's the thing. It's like I finished the game and, and unlike Fallout 3, it didn't really grab me enough to go back and do everything. Cause mm-hmm. if you remember Fallout 3, Ooh. I was obsessed. I mean, I did <laughs> everything. My achievement score on Fallout 3 is 1,550 out of 1,550. So <laughs> I just did everything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I didn't really feel that with, with, uh, with Fallout 4. So, right. um, yeah, I, I just, I hope that they, you know, strive to be better. Bethesda, we still love you. We still love you. But fix your shit. Fucking fix your <laughs> shit, dude. The pass is gone. It is revoked. It is revoked, signed, gamers <laughs> that is it stop it um i'm trying to think that's all i got a... that's all i got I, that's I'm all just, you got yeah i'm i'm, I'm kind of just I, I haven't honestly i haven't really paid much attention it's like it, it, it really hasn't even registered to me that e3 is next week um 
So, and I guess it probably won't until next week when I'm actually watching all the, all the, all the stuff. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see, right. uh, what other, other things they bring up. And we're going to get some surprises. You know, it's just a matter yeah, of what. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, I do want to give, I feel like I need to give Microsoft a little bit more love too. I, I, I am excited about seeing, uh, more scale bound. I platinum want, games. I, yeah, I do want to see that. I want more I, crackdown. I, I want to see I that. want more crackdown. Show me crackdown. Yeah, Crackdown Three looks what we've seen of it so far. I mean, just what they're doing with their 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 cloud processing and their multiplayer that allows for like everything to get destroyed in this entire open world. That yeah. is that tech they showed off was supremely impressive. It yeah, was, they got to back far, that shit up though, man. They have not done much of anything with their cloud computing stuff. They got to back that shit up. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so so uh, I hope I hope we see some good stuff about about Crackdown this this year at E three. Yeah, it's I'd about like time, man. They announced it like, didn't they announce it first? It was thing? close. It was close yeah. to launch. Yeah, it was close. So yeah, they they gotta they gotta show us something. Gotta show us something. for show. <laughs> All right, that's it. Cool. All right. Um, I would say let's go to pick of the week, but <laughs> there's really not much in, to pick. In week before E3 fashion, there is nothing. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. So my pick of the week is that you guys should go out and check out Odin Sphere because it's awesome. There's a demo on PSN. Go get it. By the way, did I mention there's a demo on PSN? You can go get it. And my pick of the week is prepare your coal mining asses for Saturday night at 9 p.m. when Indus 400 pops on you live. That's what I'm, that's my pick of the week. Indus <laughs> Fest 400. Indus Fest 400? No. Indus Fest 400. <laughs> I'm calling it. Oh, I misspoke, man. but I'm not going to act like... <laughs> you're not going to You're going to edit this part out where I said I misspoke, but I really didn't misspoke. Indus Fest 400, write it down. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. So we do have an email. So I will go into that. This is from Lee Hazel, a.k.a. Jackal666. He says, hello, gay. hello, guys. Uh, long time no see. Well, we're not seeing you right now either. We just got an email from you, but thank you. Uh, it's, it's the Jackal 666. I keep meaning to hit you guys up, uh, but I'm so goddamn busy at the moment trying to, well, trying to be like you guys and creating all that sweet content. Uh, but after I heard about Jeff's story at the bachelor party and the guy who fell asleep at the strip club, I immediately opened my email and had to tell you guys about this. Oh, good. <laughs> I love stories. Uh, I was best man for my friend last year, uh, and to celebrate, we went to a quaint little seaside town in the, uh, in the south of England uh, to get fucked up and look at titties. <laughs> I, I like where this is going already. Um, on the first night, uh, supposedly to, uh, uh, to be the quiet, chill night where everyone uh, from all his different social groups get to know one another, uh, we got slaughtered and ended up at the town's premier strip club called Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggles. It's called Wiggles. I love it. <laughs> and as a lovely young lady was uh, wiggling away in front of me, oh, I, the man. the one twenty ounce bottle of ale in each hand, uh, oh, wait, in front, yeah, in front of me, I with the one tw- with one twenty ounce bottle of ale in each hand, fell asleep as her ass was in my face. <laughs> yep, right there in the middle of the players' lounge, I nodded off as my dancer was dancing. Uh, must have thought that, must have thought they were pillows. Oh God, you're horrible. Uh, poor girl, girl never recovered from the blow to her self-esteem. Um, I woke up the next morning to find that I had spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds trying to make sure my boy had a good night. Uh, to find out a big load of, uh, to, to find out a big load of us separated earlier in the night and I wasn't with him. I never went to, uh, I never want to wake up knowing I spent that kind of money ever again for any reason. Uh, hope you guys are all good and safe. And I'll see you around. Jackal out. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jackal. Nice. Thank you, Jackal. <laughs> I love that. We need to open a place called Wiggles. Let's do it. Wiggles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is it for emails. And I Sounds think that is it for our rad, show. Man. You have anything else before we start wrapping up? Yeah. And this 400, man. And it's 400. So we're going to be doing episode 400 next week live. I will be at, uh, at Travis's house. Uh, Jeff will be joining us on, on, uh, well, I guess it will be, uh, on Google Hangouts. 
Um, yeah, I think we're going to do Google Hangouts, so we'll shoot out the link uh, probably an hour before once we uh, once Google propagates said link. Um, and then when we have that, we will uh, send it to you. So once 9 o'clock happens, we all <laughs> – who are we kidding? <laughs> it's probably going to take about 9, 10, 9, 15, seeing that we always have technical difficulties. <laughs> um, but we're You're still being nice about this. <laughs> yeah, we're aiming for a 9 o'clock sharp time. So yeah. That's uh that's the goal and we're going to be talking just about E3. We're yep. going to be re- the weekend right off of E3 so we're going to talk about the press conferences, any videos we saw. So any of your emails post save all your emails or uh or tweets or anything for after the conference cuz that's what we're going to be talking about. And uh, it's it's still up in the air on whether or not Jason will be joining us since that he will actually be at E3. Uh, might be a stretch to try and get him to podcast on um, on Saturday night after you know they've had a long week of doing all their stuff. Uh, but uh, but we'll see how that works out. We'll see how that works out. But that Very is cool. it. If you would like to contribute to episode number four hundred, you can do that do that by email. That address is email at interactivedistractions.com. And you can do that uh, by voicemail as well. That is 706-760-4337. Lee, check us out on uh, on uh, Twitter. We are Indus Podcast. Sorry, forgot where I was going with that. Uh, or Indus Questions. And individually, we are Indus Chris and Indus Travis. Uh, let's see. Facebook, Google+, Steam, Stitcher, Twitch, YouTube. I think that's everything. Uh, search for Interactive Distractions and you will find us. And that is all. Travis, my boy. Hey. Anything else? No, man. I'm good. I'm good, too. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please tell a few friends about us. And if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, remember that you can leave us a review, and we would appreciate that. So until next week, my name is Chris. I'm Travis. Play your games, and we'll talk to you next week. And tell us what you think about D3.